My love, I am so happy and so pleased to announce that this episode is brought to you by my very own company, Savage Chocolates, which is all about cultivating a more loving relationship to your body and to food. You know, we don't really believe in guilty pleasure. We just believe in pleasure done well. And have you ever had that uh, candy bar or a thing of ice cream and you eat it and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't remember eating that. (laughs) Wait, where'd that go? (laughs) Well, that's why I created Savage Chocolates because I know the importance of pleasure. And I think that we don't slow down enough to actually experience it. And so... If you are wanting to eat mindfully, if you are wanting to be reminded of how to actually experience your pleasure, then please go to www.savagelosangeles.com to order your goods. All right, you guys, let's get to it. Oh my God, gorgeous Kala. Thank you so much for being on this podcast with me today. What is happening? Thank you, Alexa. Um, life is happening <laughs> in the weirdest way. It, it is in the weirdest way, but you are right. It is all happening, baby. Um, I'm so, so grateful you're on Savage Lifecast. I think that the timing of this is actually really, really appropriate on many levels um, because I think we're really starved. We're starved for so much. We're starved for pleasure. We're starved for connection. And you are creating a beautiful environment for that. So can you talk to us a little bit about what you're doing, about what you've been doing and how you've evolved into how you're doing it now? (laughs) Yes, I will say all of the things. Um, Thank you so much. I totally agree. And uh, I'm so grateful to our mutual friend, Kate, for putting us in touch again. Um, Yes, gosh. Uh, Pleasure and beauty. Um, So my company is Five Senses Tastings, and um, we're about creating events or composing events that bring the five senses into harmony with one another. So I've always found that, you know, sound is specifically, sound is the the one that's kind of left by the wayside or Mm. kind of pushed to the back or non-specificity. So that's where we often focus, but it's really about bringing all the senses together in what I call sensory storytelling and um, our our events are based on this notion that beauty is not a luxury and that can be found in the tiniest everyday things and that those everyday things come into our bodies and souls through our five senses. Beautiful. I love it. What was the motivation in creating this? What inspired you and what's your background? (laughs) That's kind of a, it's like a multi-pronged answer. So I'm a trained opera singer and, um, you know, you get kind of two responses. One is like this answer full of awe and like, oh my gosh, you sing without a microphone and all this stuff. And then the other one is this like, oh, I'm really sorry, but I do not like opera. I know. And I think (laughs) that that response is, is one that you get a lot when you talk to people about wine, about certain foods, about certain things that if you actually go to the essence of what it is, it's a sensory preference. And so having grown up abroad in, in Germany, under gray skies in a classical household with certain flavors and sights and touches and, you know, sensory inputs available to me. I realized that a lot of what I was trying to do as I grew older and came, you know, moved around the world a lot was opening that, that's those sensory, uh, I don't know, broadening that sensory ecosystem. And so that's a lot of what I've tried to do. Hmm. And one of the things that I 
often uh, fight against in, um, in my events is this idea that all I do is opera. It's not. It's about tasting the plethora, the whole palette of music, of wine. I don't, I don't prefer wines. I don't think a music sounds like a wine. To me, it's about the story and then finding the individual sensory inputs that bring that story to life. And it could be Bach or it could be Bon Jovi. Ah, that is so cool. That is so cool. Um, do you, so obviously what you're, what you have been creating are these beautiful events that people go to, there's music, there's food, there's a sensory yeah. experience. So now that we are sequestered, yeah, what's a little bit about how you have kind of rerouted and shifted this business to be one that's attainable in this time? Yeah, so that I've been living by this motto that uh, necessity is the mother of invention. And um, it all happened within about four days when we had to cancel our Women's History Month event in the middle of March. And I just thought, you know what, I put so much work into this, and I'm not going to just forget about it this year. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I asked a friend, like, can I host at your place? And, and I asked another friend if she would help me in, in, in you'd be my sump some on call and yeah. and we just kind of threw it together in a couple of days and had an amazing turnout and I thought gosh you know actually this does work it's very different yeah but it allows people to kind of guide themselves through their own experience in a way and so we created virtual happy hours every week where we travel with a certain grape around the world and then pair music and that's been going really well and then we started a monthly club um, <laughs> that you are part of. Um, <laughs> what? I mean, huh? What? This is news to me. Yeah. Um, so, and what we wanted to do with that was kind of twofold. So we obviously wanted to keep this idea of, you know, creating this full sensory beauty and full sensory storytelling, but also supporting small businesses uh, around the city, the state and the country that are, you know, infusing life with beauty and pleasure and deliciousness. And so that all came about in like the week after that. Um, Good. Yeah. So cool. So all of you people out there, all of my savages listening who are like, I'm bored. First of all, if you're bored, you're boring. Change the conversation. <laughs> I'm not interested. Second of all, if you are quote unquote bored, here's an epic, epic event. And the weekly happy hours are all the rage. I'm so excited. I will definitely be at the next one, by the way. Awesome. Thank you. We're doing a Sauvignon Blanc next week. Yesterday was, or Wednesday was Pinot Noir. Next week is Sauvignon Blanc. Then we've got Grenache or Garnacha. And then uh, ending April with Chardonnay and everything's free in April. And then in May, we'll, we'll reassess what we're going to do based on, you know, life. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. This is amazing. I am so excited. I, I, you know, I have been, as I was telling you, I've been quarantined for the last 14 days and I'm going up North to actually be with my parents now that I'm you know, I have zero symptoms and have yeah. been inside and not talking to anyone for 14 days. So they are going to be so excited when I say Wednesday night is happy hour. And then our event is, which I'm really excited about is yeah. the 19th. Yeah. And can you talk to people a little bit about that kind of structure and what that's yeah. going to be like? Sure. So uh, as many of you may know, April is Earth Month. Yes. And so, yes. And so uh, our event on is Sunday, April 19th at 4 p.m. Pacific. And our topic is Mother Earth. 
And so uh, I have kind of two ideas. I haven't completely solidified um, which idea I'm going to go with, but we're going to have three acts or three courses yeah. of tasting. And each course will have a wine by Dennis Sellers, H, one of your chocolates, Yay. and then uh, an offering from a company called Few For All, which is like, it's like just got born and uh, they wow. make homemade pastas and sauces and chocolate chip cookies. Um, wow. So one of the reasons that I, you know, obviously I was happy to reconnect with you and I, I knew about your company, but one of the reasons it's just such a perfect match for our first month is, you know, like everything about your messaging, not only that it's vegan, paleo and gluten-free, but just the way that you talk about pleasure, the way you talk about, you know, the healthy body image and the ingredients that you use, it just like all fit into everything that we're about in April. Uh, I'm so, so grateful. I know I was reading your messaging about, you know, just savoring beauty and how it's, like you said, beauty is not a luxury. Like it doesn't have to be like, we always say with Savage, I say we, I'm the only person really involved with it, but I know. I, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it makes us sound bigger than we are, right? It, it <laughs> like we're growing. Um, <laughs> so it's good. But like, we always say with Savage, like pleasure is not just like a one time a year, like vacation. Like, yeah. Pleasure is an everyday experience if you carve out the time for it. Yes. And I feel like that is so the essence of what you do too in creating a beautiful experience for people. It's like, it doesn't have to be like a trip to Italy. Like it can just right. be like a glass of wine and the way in which you do it. It's so intentional, right? Yeah. And I think one of the things that I, I, I suffer from this too, and you know, is this like, I can't sit still. Right. And yes, you know, we all practice our own versions of meditation or rest or whatever. And, um, but even sitting still and like listening to an entire song from beginning to end without doing anything else, yeah, anything yeah. else yeah. is, is a challenge even for me. And so, uh, that's what I like to, um, share with people. And I was actually speaking with Kate yesterday and she was saying, you know, I actually stop when I pick up a piece of Alexa's chocolate, I actually sit down and I savor it for that moment. Mm, And yeah, I know. And, and I think that's, (laughs) that's what we try to do with music is we pick our, our pieces so specifically and we kind of guide you into why that piece was paired for that sip of wine and that piece of chocolate and that whatever you're going to put in your mouth Mm -hmm. and then encourage you just to sit back and just be in that music. Well, and hear it however you need to hear it in the moment. Okay. So I'm like almost in tears. This is so, oh. so beautiful. No, this is so, so important um, because it's so true. I think especially us like city slickers, if you will, like we live, you know, in New York or in LA or whatever, like we are so type A and we are so running. Like we teach what we need to learn, Kala. Like part of the reason I got into this is the reason I got into yoga and meditation is the same reason I think you got into this. Like I have a hard time sitting still. Like I'm super aggressive. I'm super type A. I'm super intense. And so like you are, you're teaching people meditation, but you're teaching it's a form of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like meditation off the cushion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's why I teach meditation is so we can do that off the cushion. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. meditation is great. Meditation and yoga are great, but unless they're implemented in your life, they're totally superfluous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And I think there's so much, it's so easy to just pull a bottle of wine off the shelf or, you know, put on Pandora and put like jazz in the search 
bar, right? Yeah. And then go to town. And like, honestly, sometimes that's what you need. Like at the end of today, I tell you this week, man, like I am going to collapse on the couch and I don't, I do care what I drink, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to make any effort tonight. I'm not going to. Favoring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally but- there are moments, many moments, and certainly when you're celebrating something important, let's say it's an anniversary or a product launch or, or a birthday or Mother's Day, right? Yes. And one of the things that we you know, are working to do now is actually create those moments for people. So like I'm doing a 50th birthday at the end of this month um, and creating a whole program that involves wine and food and music. And I'm actually going to have live performers because I'm figuring that out, how that works with ah stuff. Um, so cool because those people cannot be together. And so rather than lose that moment, we translate that into something different. Yes. Wow. You're creating meaning in a time of real difficulty for people. And that is like, that is so special. That is so, so special. I I was talking about in class how like we all get to the end of our life. I really believe this. Like we all get to the end of our life and like we wish we had, we had slowed down more. Like we wish we had savored things more. We, we, we remember the experiences. We remember these moments of pleasure and why are we, why, why actually, this is a question for you. Like, why do you think we don't do it? Like, why do we not do this sort of stuff all the time? I think first of all, because we don't realize our own mortality until it smacks us in the face. And so we always think we have tomorrow. Yes. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Um, and and also because, I mean, as I was saying, I have that, that problem myself. It's like, if I, if I stop now, will it stop my momentum? Or right. will I forget something that I had to do? Or will my rest supplant something that I needed to do in, in action to make something move forward? Yeah. And it isn't until, you know, I wake up yesterday and say, hey, can we do this tomorrow, Alexa? Because I, I like can't function right now. Yeah. That we go, well, crap. Um, I actually have to stop. Right. And, you know, I think if, if I didn't schedule it for myself, yeah, then I might not do it. And so I actually schedule, like I schedule things like shower and breakfast into my schedule. And then I schedule like, I have a big note on my calendar. Stop at five 30 today. Stop. I love it. <laughs> no, I totally relate. I completely relate. I have a, I have a calendar reminder that says it's this day. Don't schedule anything. Period. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. literally don't schedule anything. No, you're done. Yeah. White, I think Brene Brown calls it white space. Like it's like white oh, space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, and I love, I love everything about Brene Brown. I think yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I remember she was saying in one of her books, I want to say it like the gifts of imperfection or something like that. But one of her agents was looking at like her calendar and was like, oh, well here we can put this event. And she was like, oh no, that's white space. And she's like, great. But like, we could put that event there. Like that's, it's, there's nothing going on. And she's like, no, that's white space. Like I need to, I need to not do right. it. Well, you know, when I, when I perform, when I do our live events, um, I have a routine. And so I get, I get like my mental notes done, but I actually write my notes the day of, yeah. let's say the event is in the afternoon. It'll be like around lunchtime. I'll write my notes on note cards. But what I finally realized not even that long ago, is that it's actually my job 
to sit and not talk and not do anything for about four hours a day. Like that is my job. Mm -hmm. I have like, as if you were paying me to do that so that I can be my best at night. If I don't do that, I like, I neglected my job. That's genius. And I think that that's actually transferable to pretty much everyone. Let's say you have to give a pitch meeting. All right. The night before it is your job or whenever not to do anything. Right. Right. As actors, like, I mean, I'm not an actor anymore, but I remember like if I had a big audition the next day, that's it. Like I'm home. I'm done. There's nothing. White space. Yeah. White space. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really, really, really amazing. (laughs) It took me a while to get there. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, I'm still, I still negotiate with it. Yeah, totally. I still make up excuses, but I was, I, I was teaching yesterday and I was saying, uh, the theme of the class was actually stillness, which I know sounds so kind of like whatever, but I think, I think that we avoid our own stillness so that we don't have to actually fully feel whatever it is that's going on. Have you ever noticed like sitting in one yoga pose and it's like really uncomfortable, you'll fidget, like you'll play with your fingernails or you'll like clench your jaw or you'll start thinking about what you're having for dinner afterwards. And it's really a means of avoidance of having to sit in that sensation wholeheartedly. Yes. I mean, I don't practice yoga. I have tried many times and I, I, I'm more of a Pilates girl, to be honest. Please don't kick me off your show. Um, um, and honestly, it's <laughs> the truth time. And I've said this before on this show. I actually don't like yoga. I do it because it keeps me sane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like it. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally relate. I yeah. completely, completely get it. I love Pilates. Yeah. So please, I, judgment. Yeah. And I think, I don't know why this image flashed in front of me when you were talking about that, but I remember the last, like, uh, big professional gig I did was I sang the soprano solo in Beethoven's Ninth with the Long Beach Symphony. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting, so you only sing for like a hot second. I always say it's like the most money per note you'll ever make is the Beethoven's Ninth because you get up and you're like, for like yeah. a minute and then you're done. done. <laughs> yeah. But you're sitting there and this orchestra is surrounding you and you're in the middle of this half moon and mm. you're, you're, you don't move, right? Like you can fidget a little bit. Basically, you're not moving. Yeah. And this music, this story, this, these vibrations like engulf you. And I just remember thinking like, this is it. Like, this is the, mo- these are the moments that you have to remember. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm yeah. so sorry that Hugo is barking as soon as you said that magic. That's okay. He knows. It's Beethoven. It's Beethoven. Perfect. <laughs> Go. Come here, pumpkin. Anyway, the beauty of doing your podcast at home while oh, yeah. with your French bulldog that's seven Yes. <laughs> I cannot even imagine the, the vibrations of being completely in stillness around an entire, how many, like a 60-piece orchestra? Like how many pieces? Oh, no. I mean, I don't know exactly what Long Beach was. It probably wasn't like a full Beethoven orchestra, but a full like Beethoven orchestra. It's not a Mahler orchestra, but you're talking probably 80, 80 to 100 people oh and then you've got the 150 piece chorus behind you too oh my god yeah and that you know having sung in choruses and watched a lot of soloists to be on the other side of it you just can't imagine the like auditory um like hug but it's like universe it's like a universe of sound wow well you know we're talking about the difficulty of sitting with discomfort but i think it's also really difficult sometimes to sit in our own pleasure when we're not used to it 
Yeah, because it, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I hate to sort of throw out a bunch of cliches, but it's because oh. it feels a little guilty. You know, oftentimes I think like, it's not possible that I'm actually, like yesterday when I'm doing a tasting with your chocolate and the wines, like, this is my job. Are you kidding me? Right. 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 Yeah. Like, do I'm I crunching numbers? It? Yeah. Do I fully, do I fully deserve this? Am I entitled to this? Like, is this productive? That's the question that I get. The, the, is the productive, like the, yeah, that's the one that gets me also. Like, shouldn't I be doing something else with my brain? Something quote unquote better or more efficient or effective or like immediately, you know, changing of someone's life. But then you get these comments, as I'm sure you do with everything that you do, you're a light in the darkness and I'm so calm. And I, you know, you see people crying and you're like, no, actually this is needed. It's just, I can't touch it, but that's the mystery of it. Yes. That is exactly what it is. And it's, I think in this world where we are taught to hustle and we are taught to rush and we are taught to go and it's this very, this is not an insult to men, but masculine in its energy. Um, I mean that as far as energetic, not as far as like manly. Yeah. But we're very uh, taught to be very aggressive. I think when we get down to it and we start to embody and bring forward this more feminine energy of doing less, of receiving, of experiencing, of slowing down. We kind of qualify that as not productive, but really like we do not know the light without the dark, actually. Like we do not know hot without cold. We do not know masculine without feminine energetics. Like we need them both to coexist. And I think as you're saying, people are having like emotional responses to this pausing, to this savoring, to this beauty. I think that to me magnifies the deep cultural ache that we all have for that aspect. That That's we- a good phrase. That's a good phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <God. laughs> and, you know, that's, a, that's a really, I love that cultural ache. And you know, I talked to my sister who's a physician. She lives in Hawaii. And so she's sort of seeing this wave of, of you know, COVID misery taking over the world, but from a distance going like, is it going to hit us? Like, is it going to hit us? And, and yeah. you know, what am I going to do with my child? And yeah. You know, luckily my mom is there, so that's all settled. But, um, you know, she was on one of my tastings and someone was asking her and she said, you know, Colin, and I talk about this all the time because, you know, whose work is more or less worthy? It's neither, right? Like I touch a patient and, and, and help them and put something in their body and maybe they live and, and you know, that's great. Um, but she says, you know, if I came home and I didn't have Schubert or I didn't have, you know, a piece of dark chocolate or whatever, honestly, I, would, I wouldn't be able to go on. And she means it. She's, she's, not, she's not pulling my leg. She means it. No, I totally agree. I mean, God, the things that get us through are not necessarily these like big things. Like sometimes they are just beautiful, like listening to a piece of music that brought you that feeling. Yeah. Because it's all about the way we feel. Like it's all about the senses. Like it's so true. Like the way I I talk about it in class a lot, like how do you want to feel? 
it's not like, what do you want? It's how do you want to feel? Like we associate worth with things, but really it's the thing that makes you feel a certain way. Like, oh, I want this car. Well, no, you don't want that car. You want the way the car makes you feel. Yes. You want to feel sexy or you want to feel powerful or you want to feel like, you know, engaging or whatever. Or I want this partner. Well, no, you want, you want the love that they make you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, people, I, I, from my perspective, I would say people don't um, naturally tune into how a piece of music can, can meet them in that place. Yeah. And um, like on the happy hour last week, I played something by the shins, which is like from, from now. Yeah. And then I played a Carmen Aria one that people don't know. And there's there, it, I mean, in my opinion, it's one of the great pieces of music, like the great four minutes ever written. But honestly, at the end of it, you, you are almost in some other world because it takes you there on that journey. And I, you know, I got off and I, I, everyone was on mute, but I saw everyone's hands like clapping because they got, it was like they were at a performance. Like they needed yes. that moment. Yes, of course. They didn't know it. And most of us don't know, often don't know what we need until we sort of fall into it. Yes, we really don't. And we also don't realize how I think starved we are in so many ways for well, this right field. now. Exactly. Exactly. But even our, even when we're, even when we're not in sequester, I mean, we are so, I think for the most part, like this is such a lesson in the importance of connection and in the importance of not only connecting to others, but in connecting to ourselves. But think of the last time you hung out with somebody and they were like on their phone the whole time or something, you know? And it's like, that's in many ways you might as well have been sequestered. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. I mean, I, I invite people, I call it switching off to switch on, mm-hmm. you know, switch off the outside world to switch on the energy of your senses. And I think there is a, you're absolutely right that there are certain things that are, are, are not different, but I think as we are in our homes, even though we have sensory impulses within our homes, like we're not out walking by different restaurants, smelling different spices. We're not feeling different skin from a, from a hug here and a handshake here and a, and a fist bump there. You know, we're not seeing different things from the ocean to the mountains. I'm seeing the, the guy across the way from me who does his morning workout every morning. That's what I'm seeing. And so, you know, our visual, our, our sensory fields are so limited right now. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, why the, the virtual events actually do work. Because, I, you know, even though you're tasting wine, you're, 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 you're checking into it yeah. in a way now uh, that maybe is even more acute. Yes. Than when you have everything at your fingertips. Yes. Well, you know, I was thinking the other day, um, so there are these, con- not conquests, I don't know why I just said that word. There are these, like, quests <laughs> that you can go on. Conquests. There are these conquests. <laughs> there are these quests that you can go on. Like, you, you'll sign up for what's called, like, a, I think it's a sensory deprivation quest. Mm. And basically what they do is for two weeks, you will go into a room that is completely pitch black. Completely pitch black. Oh, sounds awful. I know. Sounds awful, right? But the, and literally, like, you're fed, like, they, they open a chamber, like, put the, put the food in you, you know, eat the food. You, there's no contact with another human. It's, you're in darkness. But what comes out of that experience is the true and profound acknowledgement 
of the senses, of hearing another voice, of seeing a sunset, of tasting something that is not, you know, like, right. I think they give you like rice and vegetables. Like it's not like you're eating, you know, you're not eating anything good. Like it's very, very plain, you know, it's, it's very much deprivation, just like they have those sensory deprivation tanks. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's about like cultivating and acknowledging the senses that are around us all the time. And you're doing that on the opposite spectrum, like not through deprivation, but just through like turning the volume up on those senses that we get to experience all the time. And I feel like this time of sequester is kind of like a little bit of a sensory deprivation tank. It is. I, I, I really believe that. Um, I think we don't even notice it as you were saying. Um, yeah. We don't really notice all the things that are around us until they're not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super wild. Super <laughs> wild. Man. Oh my God. Well, what is your vision for, I mean, obviously we are a little bit in the unknown as far as mm-hmm. how long this is going to go on, but when we, when life, and I don't know if life will go back to the way that it was ever, honestly, mm-hmm. I think things yeah. shift. Um, but if you were to share a message that you just wish for wish for our listeners, like wish for, uh, our group, wish for people to understand, like what's, what is your message that you want to convey through what you do? Gosh. Um, I, I would circle back to the beginning and this is something I think I was doing without knowing or putting name to it. Um, this idea that beauty is not a luxury and it, you know, when you look for like any type of you Google or hashtag anything to do with beauty, immediately it comes up like a, an eye makeup brush, right? Right. And to me, that's like not, clearly not at all what, what I mean. Um, beauty is, it's ethereal, it's mysterious. And everything that I feel like we incorporate in our events, yes, there are, you know, you can touch your wine glass and your piece of cheese and your piece of chocolate, yeah. but it's the mystery of the unknown and the un, the intangible and the unknowable journey that is what people tune into and the reason that they can tune in in different ways, depending on where they are and who they are in that moment, that makes it so beautiful. And why, um, you know, even if you think you don't like X genre of music or Y type of music, or you only like milk chocolate, but you come across Savage, when that element is inserted carefully, meaningfully, purposefully into a story that means something to you, it takes on a completely different character. and becomes part of that story. And because you're opening the sensory pathways, right? If you think about how you take in information, it's through your five senses. So if you cut them off, any of them, you're limiting, let's say you go to a meeting, you've got sound and and, and vision only. You don't have touch, smell or taste ever. And your other stuff is like barely specific. So you're cutting off 60% of the ways that you can take in information in your life. Jeez. You just so, think of it like this. It's so wild. Yeah. So when you go into a place and music is playing unspecifically and loudly, you're taking away or somethinging 20% of your, your ability to take in information. It's just obliterated. Yeah. Wow. So I guess my encouragement, my invitation would be to think about how you are taking in information, how you can increase that. And if you deliberately, you don't have to all the time, but just be more deliberate about 
how you take in information um, because it will serve you in in recalling and creating that memory and then recalling it in the future and recalling it with more meaning and specificity. Wow, that was really beautiful. Um, how do you select products? Like, mm -hmm. how do you find the products that you share with your audience? What do you look for? Well, this is the first month, so I don't have like a, this is how we always do it, but um, I'm committed to, to supporting small businesses. So uh, same with, the, as I've done with my artists, we have 65 musicians who've performed with us in just in LA uh, or in California, and it's always been through referral. So I have not held any auditions here. I do listen to people and whatever, but I don't hold auditions. I always work on referral. And that's how I would like to do it. It would be creating relationships, you know, in person or on social media or, or through a referral um, that, you know, then we figure out, like, for, for example, um, a company is, has reached out to me and I'm very grateful for them and they're sending me product. And I have said, I cannot guarantee that you'll be represented on our events because right. I don't work by product. I work by story. And then I find a product and a person that I wish to use to bring that story to life. Yes. I don't make my stories wrap around that person, that person's product. It's the other way around. It's all in service of that story, if, in service of Mother Earth, let's say, in yes. April. Yes. I was just um, going to say, and, and such a, I think this is such a powerful time that it's, that it's Earth Month because I feel, yeah. like, I feel like the Earth is like becoming again. Do you know what I, I mean? I agree. I totally agree. How is it possible that LA has the cleanest air in the world? Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. And it's like, oh, wait, we were the virus. We stopped. Because we chilled. Yeah. Because yeah. we stopped being. We, was it that we paused and breathed and savored, Alexa? I think that might be it, babe. I think that might be the, I think that might be the ticket. I think that might be the golden, golden ticket. Oh, man. And, you know, and, and speaking of that, you know, it's like, the importance of sustainability at this time, you know, is such a big discussion. And, and Savage is a completely sustainable product. Our, our packaging is compostable, actually. Oh, no um, way. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm really, really proud that. of that. Like the, the, outer, the outer package mm -hmm. that is paper is recyclable, but that inner, it looks like plastic, but it's yeah. actually out of vegetables. It's called- No way. Oh yeah. my God. That's amazing. Is that, I'm looking at your package right now. Is that on there? Yeah, it is. It's, it's so okay. funny. It's actually under the expiration date sticker because they needed a Oh, it. gotcha. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, got it. But it's underneath that, it, it, it says something to I Oh, I see on one of mine the stickers off to the side, so I see it. Yes, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> you can go awesome. ahead and recycle this. And that inner part, that's compostable. You know, yeah. something like that. I, I wrote it such a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's and it's... Great but a beautiful way to still connect these people and these experiences without having to get in the car and do this whole thing. I mean, yeah, every company is going green right now. <laughs> yes. Quite literally. Yeah. Quite literally. I just, yeah, it's required. So, yeah. Yep. Well, I just, I love all that you're saying. I love all that you're doing. It's, it Thank is you. so in alignment with my brand and I, I so believe in what you're creating for people because I think again, it's all about experiences. And when we get to the end of our life and we ask one final, mm -hmm. man, how was this? You know, we remember things like this. You're absolutely right. Yep. Like this. I agree. So I'm going to just ask you a few questions, my darling. And sure. there, it's the rapid fire round. So I'm just okay. going to ask you which do you prefer, this or that. Okay. Coffee or tea? 
Coffee. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm an extrovert. I've always questioned that. I am in the same boat. <laughs> uh, ambivert. I switch it up. Ambivert, uh, yes. Yeah, I like it. Sex or sleep? Oof. Sex? Yeah, 100. Um, bourbon or wine? You're asking me? I know. Wine. Oof. I know. Jesus. I know. Okay, wine. Uh, I know it's a tough, she's a toughie. <laughs> New York or LA? LA. <laughs> Ebook or hard copy? Hard copy. Love it. Shower or bath? Shower. Um, okay, well, here's, here's one that's going to kill me. No, it's not really. Milk or dark chocolate? Dark. Hey, good answer. Old Spice or Axe? Or neither. <laughs> I guess axe if I if I'm up against the axe, the axe. Okay, excellent. Um, phone call or text? Phone call. Intelligence or humor? <gasps> mm, humor. Love no, it. no. Uh-uh. Intelligence. Oh, yeah. I get it. Because I, I think it. what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think on many levels, like you need both. Well, of course. Intelligent. <laughs> yes. Of course. But like, you know, like I literally think you can't be funny unless you're smart. That's why I changed my mind. But you can be boring if you're intelligent. That's true. <laughs> wah, wah. Okay. Maybe I'll change that question some other time. One more. Money or fame? Money. Nice. I'm into it. All right, my darling. I am so, so grateful for this experience with you. You are super cool. And um, I'm really excited for April 19th. This is Thank you. all the rage. Me too. I can't wait. Awesome beauty. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye. You too. All right, you guys, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen to this wisdom, to listen to uh, all this goodness. Um, Once again, gentle reminder to please check out savagelosangeles.com to learn more about my new company that I'm so proud of. I hope it inspires you to create and cultivate a life that you dig. Um, And also, if you are down and have, you know, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds, then please, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Super easy. Just give it five stars. Maybe say a few kind words. And if you dug it, please share it with your friends. I would be over the moon with gratitude. Um, All right. You guys are the bee's knees. Much love. Stay savage. Stay savage.